The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Mazurowski. It's a hot one out there, expecting it to be later on today. Mostly sunny skies later. The high near 90 degrees. Right now we're clear with 73 degrees in Buffalo. There is a heat advisory for Niagara, Orleans, Genesee counties. Here joining us live, Kirk Apfel with the National Weather Service with a look outside at what we're experiencing today. Kirk, I know it was a hot one yesterday. Now we're looking at a heat advisory for uh, North Towns today. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Sure, uh, that that is correct. Um, it's going to be just a hair hotter today than it was yesterday. However, that does push us into the heat advisory threshold for some areas. So we're going to look at uh, heat index values uh, as high as the mid to upper 90s in Niagara, Orleans, uh, Genesee counties. Heat advisory threshold. Uh, when do you reach that? That would be the uh, mid-90s is when we start uh, issuing that, and that's, of course, the combination of the temperature and uh, how humid it is. So we're uh, yesterday, not quite. Today we're reaching it, uh, Niagara, Orleans, Genesee counties. Uh, Erie County out of it right now, uh, but still going to be warm, I'm guessing. It is, and uh, you know, in some sense, we're splitting hairs a little bit because uh, it's going to be hot everywhere. It's not a magic uh, uh, location. However, we do have a little bit of a, a lake breeze that's going to help uh, provide a little bit of relief for essentially the Buffalo metro area, and that's why they're not in it, and those other areas are. We've been dealing with a lot of different things this summer. I, does the smoke that we've been seeing, does that play into the high temperatures of yesterday and today at all? Uh, that's not really a factor. When is the next time we're due for some of that smoke? Oh, well, nothing in the foreseeable future. I mean, we've essentially the flow we've had is, uh, has kept uh, a lot of that. When you have kind of the southerly component flow, that tends to, um, to keep a lot of uh, that away. Although, uh, depending on how winds are aloft, we can uh, often get the high smoke that will come in. But uh, nothing, at least in the foreseeable future. Well, that's good. Um, as far as rain goes and how long we're looking at this heat, uh, I guess we'll start with the heat. Um, I know the heat advisory runs through 8 tonight. But how much longer are we expected to be really warm? Uh, well, once uh, this uh, front comes through, which will be uh, tonight, it's going to be cooler but not cold. Uh, we're looking at uh, highs kind of in the 80-degree ballpark, which is fairly normal for this time of year to last uh, pretty much start on Friday and last all the way through the weekend. Good news there. Any chance of rain between now and the end of the weekend? Uh, yeah, it looks like we're going to get some showers and a few thunderstorms uh, late today with that risk lasting uh, into Friday. Okay, uh, something to keep in mind. Hey, Kirk, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Kirk Apfel with the National Weather Service uh, joining us this morning. Heat advisory for Niagara, Orleans, Genesee counties starting at 11 a.m. today. We're talking uh, heat index values in the mid to upper 90s. Well, the summer weather bringing the bugs with it. Ticks in particular catching the attention of many people this year. WBEN's Max Ferry has more on the spread of those little bugs across western New York. We are in the thick of summertime in western New York and the tick population is increasing in Erie County as well as awareness to the dangers that some ticks may bring not only to your pet but yourself. 
Lime Western New York founder Rebecca Roll is helping bring awareness to the pest that knows no borders and the disease and bacteria that most of them carry. This really is a problem, you know, and that there's a, you know, there's a high prevalence. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is, and it always has been, is that it's a wooded problem, that, you know, ticks are only being found in wooded areas and people only need to be concerned you know, if they're camping or they have deer in their backyard. And, you know, sadly, it's an everywhere problem right now. The most commonly mentioned tick-borne illness, Lyme disease, can cause flu-like symptoms days or weeks after the bite occurs. Other tick-borne illnesses like Powassan disease have been reported in New York State. The best way to make sure you're protected from ticks, spray yourself and your gear. A picaridin-based and also a permethrin-based product are two different ones. The picaridin you can use on your skin, permethrin you, permethrin you can use on your gear. You have to you know, read the bottles closely of how to apply these products. It's something that we do every single day in our family, especially um, if you have children who are playing outdoors. We always say spray your gear from the base up. Skin part would be the picaridin-based. It's very safe. I think a lot of people get concerned that they're using chemicals, but to be quite honest, I would rather use these preventions than have the aftermath of what can happen with Lyme disease. Resources on how to remove ticks safely and more are available to you at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. An emotional scene in a federal court in Texas. The Walmart shooter accused of killing 23 people, injuring 22 more in El Paso in 2019, confronted by families of his victims as he faces sentencing. Patrick Crushes previously agreed to accept 90 consecutive life sentences for his crimes. Here's Maria Villarreal. Court documents detail how Crucius drove overnight for more than 11 hours with the intent of killing Hispanic people. 20 minutes before walking into the Walmart, the shooter posted a document online that was laced with white supremacist language, expressing how he opposed race mixing and encouraging migrants to go back to their home countries. The sentencing comes five months after Crucius agreed to plead guilty to federal hate crimes and weapons charges when federal prosecutors had announced they would not be seeking the death penalty. It's 5.08 on WBEN. A local sports icon killed in a one-vehicle collision Monday morning in the town of Pomfret. 78-year-old Donald Reinhout of Lilydale, a Chautauqua County native, taken to Brooks Memorial Hospital after that accident where he later passed away. Reinhaus, known to many as the world's strongest man, the Buffalo Sports Hall of Famer, earned himself a spot in the Guinness Book of World Records and the World Powerlifting Hall of Fame, amongst others. Well, despite being banned by the state, a new report shows flavored e-cigarettes still finding their way to consumers everywhere. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more. Despite an FDA crackdown on kid-friendly flavors, the AP reports a number of different electronic cigarette devices sold in the U.S. has nearly tripled to 9,000 in the last three years, driven almost entirely by a wave of unauthorized disposable vapes from China. Dr. Andrew Highland of Roswell Park says there are general concerns about vaping. Vaping is not uh, uh, safe. Um, there are you know, fewer toxins in vaping products than in cigarettes. Uh, but there are, you know, levels of toxins uh, that are there. So, that you know, that's one thing. And then the other thing, though, is, you know, kids in vaping, nobody thinks that's a good idea. Highland says as he sees new vaping products come to the U.S., when they're not subject to regulatory oversight, there are a number of unknowns. When you have unauthorized products um, that 
that are being sold, again, what the constituents are, the marketing, there's no control over how they're marketed. We see many uh, products that uh, at least visually look like they're obviously uh, targeted to an underage market. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. And how about this? The countdown is on to keep UPS drivers behind the wheel and avoid a walkout of workers. Rhiannon Alley tells us how the UPS management trying to deliver a deal that will keep their crews on the road. A strike at UPS is looking more likely after a breakdown in talks between the delivery giant and its employees, both sides accusing each other of walking away from negotiations. A walkout would have ripple effects throughout the economy, with the company employing more than 330,000 workers and delivering millions of packages each day. The value of the goods it delivers annually has been estimated at 6% of the U.S. economy. A strike would threaten the supply chain already under stress from a shortage of truck drivers. All right, well, a uh, big thing to avoid there. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, mostly sunny through early this afternoon. Then clouds will start to increase with some scattered showers and thunder showers developing. It'll be hot and humid with highs near 90 degrees. For tonight, some scattered showers, lows in the upper 60s. Little rain early on Friday. We clear out in the afternoon with highs in the upper 70s. Partly sunny, upper 70s on Saturday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aramon. Joining us now on the line is Rebecca Roll with Lime Western New York. We're talking about ticks in Western New York, which seem to be a bigger and bigger issue every year. Rebecca, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. I, is that really the case? I kind of feel like every single year when you look at the numbers, they're going up and up and we're told every year to expect more and more ticks. I think that's correct. You know, I I don't know, you know, there's there's a lot of talk of, you know, like the, the, the different changes in the weather or, um, you know, like the cool, the, I'm sorry, the warmer winters that are causing the tick numbers to go up. And, you know, I think they're correct in a lot of ways, but I also think that there's also more of an awareness now, which I think is fantastic. I mean, pretty much all Line Western New York has kind of hoped for is that people started talking about it more. So that that in itself is um, a win for us. <laughs> Not that there's more ticks, but that it's being discussed. So uh, these ticks are, are throughout the area. We're used mm -hmm. to hearing wooded areas, right? Tall yep. grass, something like that. But yep. I, more and more you're seeing them. I, I picked up a tick once running on a sidewalk. You know, I'm not yep. going through the woods or anything like that. Are they spreading into more and more neighborhoods? Yeah, I mean, that is such a misconception. That is probably one of the biggest misconceptions that there is, is that it, is a wooded area problem. And maybe in the past it was, but like you, you know, like what we just discussed is that there's this increase, this influx of ticks, and it's everywhere. I can't tell you how important it is for people to realize that this is not just a wooded area problem. This is not just, oh, I have a deer in my backyard problem. Um, this is a suburban problem. This is a rural problem. This is an urban problem. This is a golf course problem. This is a soccer field problem, a baseball field problem. You name it. it they are everywhere. They, I always tell people they don't know borders. They don't know because all of a sudden they hit the end of, um, you know, a nature preserve that they have to stop. You know, they're, they're jumping onto hosts such as um, mice and squirrels and birds, and they're spreading. So, 
you know, please be vigilant and realize that you you have to always use prevention, such as bug sprays and your tick checks, no matter where you are outdoors. Enjoy the outdoors, love the outdoors, embrace the outdoors, especially in Buffalo. You know, we only get these few warm months. Embrace it, but do it safely. Um, so the beaches, beaches are um, carrying ticks as well. We've gotten a lot of phone calls of people contracting Lyme and getting tick bites on beaches. That would be another one you don't really yeah. uh, think about uh, no, at, all, at all, uh, if ever. Um, I, I want to kind of go into a, a little bit, if we could, some of the diseases ticks carry. And we'll start with Lyme. Lyme's probably the most known, um, but it's come a long way to actually be accepted. I, I know that a, a lot of people have had a hard time getting a, a Lyme diagnosis. Does that still persist, or have you found in the past uh, maybe five years or so there's become more of an acceptance of Lyme disease is a real problem. I don't know. I feel like that's like a lotion. Um, I mean, at the time when my husband got it, we were completely denied. We were completely shunned. Um, You know, even in the past couple of years, I think there's still this, I guess, ignorance surrounding tick bites and that it can't be that serious or, you know, the wait and see method. And that's just not the case. Um, I think I would hope that some of the doctors are starting, especially with more talks surrounding it, um, treating people a little bit more um, passionately or not passionately, I'm sorry, like just listening, you know, listening and following the data, following the research and being encouraged. I mean, sadly, you know, we run we run meetings every second Wednesday of the month and we get new patients every, I guess you can call them patients every single month who come to our support meetings and we're still hearing the same story um, that they were misdiagnosed, that they were dismissed, um, that they went to, you know, 10, 15, 20 doctors. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that number before somebody finally said, Hey, you know what, this could be Lyme disease. Um, So I think it's always don't dismiss it. Just why not? Why can't it be? We know that there's ticks. We know that there's a high prevalence of Lyme bacteria and other bacteria that can severely affect somebody's health. Why can't we treat it now? You know, so there's a new um, documentary that's out right now. We actually just showed it in the East Aurora Theater called The Quiet Epidemic. I highly encourage everybody to watch this this documentary. It is a research-based documentary. I think it's on like Vimeo and YouTube and Amazon Prime. It is, I thought I knew a lot, you know, not that I know everything. I thought I knew a lot about Lyme disease and tick-borne illnesses. And it also talks, talks a lot about the testing and how um, outdated and misguiding the testing is. Um, it is eye-opening watching this movie. We had a couple of doctors and PAs come to the documentary. And after the documentary finished, they came up to me and they said, oh, my gosh, uh, I can't even believe this, you know, I, and, you know, and I'm hoping that now they'll start to look at their patients with uh, a different lens now. Uh, it's not just Lyme, though, right? When yeah, we're talking yeah. about ticks, I saw one that uh, was kind of like a recent survey in New York State. Uh, you know, Lyme-carrying ticks are maybe most prevalent, uh, but mm-hmm. this Lone Star tick is also yep. very prevalent. That was the tick that got a lot of attention a couple of years ago for having this disease that would make you allergic to red meat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We haven't really seen that one too much around here yet. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping maybe that tick knows borders, but I I don't think it does. Um, We we haven't heard too much about that one in this area. Like I said, the keyword is yet. Um, You know, 
the deer tick alone carries so many bacteria. I mean, I, I've yet to meet a Lyme patient who doesn't have what, the, what we call co-infections, um, such as Babesia, um, Bartonella, um, Anaplasmosis, um, Mycoplasma, um, the list goes on. And, you know, that's why sometimes I think it's tricky to treat, too, because, you know, you go to your doctor and you get, you know, whatever the prescription they, you know, they give you and you don't get better. That's because not necessarily that antibiotic is killing all of the bacterias. So you have to also be very aware that a tick is not just carrying Lyme disease. It's a disgusting little bug that is carrying many, many bacterias. So it's, it's really, it's, it's a problem. What's the best way, the most simple way that people can kind of take those preventative measures? Bug spray. Bug spray, bug spray, bug spray. I mean, we say it constantly. Um, we use a product called Ranger Ready. Um, it's a picaridin-based and permethrin-based product. There's two different. There's a gray bottle that has a picaridin, an orange bottle that has a permethrin. Picaridin you use on your skin. Permethrin you spray on your gear. It is so important to use these products. We always say use them Every single, well, permethrin you can use every couple of weeks because um, it goes on your gear, but keratin you can use daily. Use it like you're using your sunscreen or you're brushing your teeth. I have yet to have a person call me in a panic with an attached tick, and my first question always is, did you use your spray? And they always say no. And one of our biggest, um, like, messages, I guess, is that secondary prevention is not working. And what we mean by that is, don't start using bug sprays. Don't start doing your tick checks after you get bit by a tick or after you contract Lyme disease. You know, we saw, then we start to see this influx of, I need spray. I need to protect. I need to keep my family safe. Do it initially, and then you won't be calling on. <laughs> you know, just use it regularly to keep your family safe, to keep your pets safe. And, you, you know, it's not 100%. It's not 100% guaranteed, but use these sprays as a prevention. Do your tick checks every single day. Again, I'm hoping we're all showering daily or at least, you know, pretty often. As soon as you get in, check your body, check your children, remove the tick, don't flush it, don't throw it out. We always recommend sending it for testing. All right. Uh, All good information to have. Hey, Rebecca, thanks so much. Uh, Rebecca Roll is with Lyme Western New York, a group spreading the word about the spread of ticks. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.